My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Jason Hintersteiner, Manager of Field Applications Engineering for Ingenious. Tech Decisions Editor-in-Chief Tom LeBlanc takes over to interview Jason all about networking, including why tech decision makers don't give enough thought to upgrading their networks. You know, especially in, in most small medium business environments, IT departments tend to be considered overhead, so that they tend to be understaffed and overworked. Many, you know, very small companies might not even have an IT department, or they may have one, you know, person that does it. You know, and the IT departments are responsible for everything, right? You know, is the boss's, you know, computer and laptop getting online to, you know, are certain business applications running? As well as how the technology surrounding networks evolves so fast that networks need to be constantly upgraded. Often firms will find themselves in a place where, well, hey, we just put in this network five years ago. What do you mean it's no good anymore? Um, and the reality is, of course, that a lot's changed in the last five years. And that the network that was put in five years ago is not was not designed for the applications that you're trying to push on it today. Jason has been involved in design and deployment of small to medium-sized Wi-Fi applications. Uh, he is involved in wireless network education and training. He has been a network architect for hundreds of wired Wi-Fi and point-to-multipoint wireless networks. So the guy knows a lot about networking. He understands how the network works. He understands how companies need to utilize the network. And he understands the unique struggles that tech decision makers have in creating and upkeeping their networks. Tom and Jason speak at length about all kinds of considerations around the network. And really, it's important stuff because in today's day and age, if your network isn't up to snuff, then your organization isn't up to snuff. If you don't have the bandwidth to handle everything that is connected to the network, and it's becoming increasingly large how much technology is on the network, then your organization is at a severe disadvantage. I'll let Jason explain more in his interview with Tom LeBlanc. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. I'm Tom LeBlanc, Editor-in-Chief of TD, and I'm filling in for your regular host, TD Managing Editor, Jonathan Blackwood, today. I like our topic today. You know, we spend an awful lot of time talking and writing about the very cool technology solutions that folks in the TD audience are providing to their organizations, but we probably should be spending more time talking about the Wi-Fi infrastructure that's expected to support those solutions. We're going to do that today with our guest, Jason Hintersteiner, who is Manager of Field Application Engineering for Ingenious Technologies, a provider of Wi-Fi solutions for both commercial and residential customers. So Jason, first, thanks for being here. And second, how badly did I butcher your last name? Uh, great to be with you, Tom, and you did fine on my last name. <laughs> well, I apologize uh, for any missteps. I always, like I practice last names, but then when it comes time to say it out loud in front of the person, I get nervous and I'm always afraid I screw it up. Um, no, but not a problem besides, uh, you know, having an unusual last name uh, makes it memorable. So once people learn it, they never forget it. <laughs> so, you know, add 
ingenious. Jason uh, specializes in design and deployment of small to medium sized Wi-Fi applications and wireless network education and training. He's been a network architect for hundreds of wired Wi-Fi and point to multi-point wireless networks across many verticals. So basically, you know, to the folks in the audience, think about what kind of network your organization has. And Jason's probably worked on similar environments. Think that's fair to say, Jason? Yeah, I think that is pretty fair to say. I've worked on a lot of different env environments and a lot of different verticals over the years. And I've, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of many of them. <laughs> So, you know, the folks um, in the audience, the tech decisions audience, are uh, generally, you know, guys who uh, work in IT departments, IT directors, and, you know, other responsibilities within IT departments. So I want to ask you, do you think that most companies' IT departments, when they're considering the technology that they're deploying for their organizations and in some cases, they might be engaging with an integration firm or uh, an AV consulting firm or something like that. Are, are they giving much thought to whether or not they need to upgrade their Wi-Fi and generally thinking about the infrastructure in conjunction with those technology decisions? Well, the answer, Tom, is hopefully they are, but, but many times they're not, or they're not, at least it's not forefront uh, in their minds. Um, you know, especially in, in most small, medium business environments, um, IT departments tend to be considered overhead, so that they tend to be understaffed and overworked. Uh, many, you know, very small companies might not even have an IT department, or they may have one, you know, person that does it. Um, so, you know, and the IT departments are responsible for everything, right? You know, is, is the boss's, you know, computer and laptop getting online to, you know, are certain business applications running? So. Uh, you know, very often they're engaging with, with these outside consultants or outside integration companies because they don't have the internal bandwidth uh, to, to handle it because they're focused on their applications and day-to-day -day stuff and not on the underlying infrastructure. Um, you know, we've spent 20 years in this industry telling people how easy Wi-Fi is. Um, but the the reality is, is that as we push more and more, you know, traffic and more and more applications, and more bandwidth-intensive applications, that infrastructure gets increasingly uh, more important. Um, and the performance of your applications and the performance of your devices is only going to be good as good as your infrastructure. So one common uh, analogy that I like to draw is, you know, you can go out and buy that Lamborghini that goes 200 miles an hour, but if your roads are all narrow and they're, they're you know, potholed and they're single lane and they're very crowded, you know, how fast is that Lamborghini actually really going to be able to go in practice? So, you know, you can buy all of those fancy features. You can, you know, you can have, the, you know, devices streaming 4K video and, and all sorts of fancy stuff. But if your infrastructure is not up for it, you're, you know, you're not going to get that kind of performance. Uh, so it's very important that as you uh, evaluate what kind of applications you want to do, especially as you want to add new applications or new things that you consider your infrastructure and upgrade your infrastructure appropriately. I like the Lamborghini analogy. I remember um, I used to, you know, in a, a past job, I used to interview um, guys who are basically trying to sell, you know, upgraded audio video cable, you know, like a, a better audio video cable than what the solution would be outside the box. And the hook that mm -hmm. um, one guy that I interviewed said was like, imagine you just bought like one of those really thick shakes at McDonald's 
but you were using a coffee stirrer to try to get it out because you know how hard it is to suck those things out. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I think that that nowadays, I mean, because that those conversations were like 15 years ago, like nowadays that applies so much to, you know, thinking about a company's broadband solutions because they're putting so much stuff that, you know, requires so much broadband on their networks. And I just think it's so important to think about, you know, whether or not the network can handle that. So. Yeah, and it's it's very it's a very that's also a very good analogy. It's very true because the um, you know, the applications and the devices and stuff that are coming out, um, that have been coming out usually come out at a much faster pace than people are upgrading their infrastructure. So often firms will find themselves in a place where, well, hey, we just put in this network five years ago. What do you mean it's no good anymore? Um, and the reality is, of course, is that a lot's changed in the last five years, and that the network that was put in five years ago is not was not designed for the applications that you're trying to push on it today. So, you know, one of the things that we both mentioned was that a lot of times these IT directors uh, within their organizations, they're also working with an outside firm. It could be an integration firm. It could be a consulting firm. But when you think about the outside firm and whether or not they're doing a good evaluation of the company's network, not all of them are going to be created equally. So I think from an IT professional's perspective, it's really important for them to know what to look for in the company that they're working with to make sure that that company that they're trusting to work on their network understands, you know, what are the system requirements? What are the business goals? What are the business restraints? Are there some things that you think IT professionals ought to look for in an integrator, in a consultant around that area? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, the first is experience, especially for for companies in, in the same kind of vertical markets, so similar types of businesses. So if you're if you're running a law office, right, are you engaging with a consultant or or uh, you know an integration firm that's done other law offices, for instance, uh, or or you know similar? Um, because it, definitely within Wi-Fi, one size does not fit all. Um, and the requirements and the solutions can vary quite widely just based on the particular vertical market that you're in. Uh, more importantly, though, even that experience, I mean, experience is very critical, but, but you really want to make sure that the integrator or the consultant is actually asking the right questions. Um, because at the end of the day, you have a lot of consultants and integrators who, you know, they have their solution that they know how to do, and they're pushing the solution even though that's not necessarily the right solution for your environment um, or your needs. So you really want a, a consultant or an integrator um, that's really going to approach this by starting from understanding what are your business needs? What are your requirements for your networks? What are your constraints on your network? Right? What, what areas do you need to cover? What areas do you not need to cover? Uh, are there certain applications that you, you must have working on, on your network? Right? Now, are they trying to understand your network and your needs based on your needs and then come up with a solution that fits your needs or are they coming in saying, hey, I've got this great whiz-bang solution, uh, you know, and then trying to kind of force fit it into your organization because you really want to start with the requirements, start with the constraints, really have the consultant or the integrator understand what it is that you're trying to do um, and then put together an appropriate solution, an appropriate package uh, that, that meets your needs. Okay. I mean, part of that, I mean, in addition to understanding 
current needs is also you know trying to get a sense of an organization's future needs so you know when thinking about an organization i think it's really important for an it department to take a managed network approach and to think about how they can scale as they add more employees more customers more revenue so what advice do you have to kind of anticipate that and you know take scale into account when when planning for your infrastructure? Oh, yeah, great question. Um, you know, so the typical, you know, Wi-Fi network in, in the SMB space is typically there for five years or more, uh, which means that if I'm putting in a new network, what I'm really not designing for today, I really need to design for network, network to still be working and usable four or five years from now. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, right, you know, what changes in this industry in four or five years? Um, so you can think of it as I'm designing for the iPhone 10, um, which obviously doesn't exist yet. Um, and I have no idea, you know, what the iPhone 10 is going to look like or what its capabilities are. Uh, but it's pretty safe to say that it'll probably be consuming more bandwidth per device and there'll probably be more of these devices on your network uh, in four or five years than there are today. So you need to design in a, a certain amount of excess capacity. Um, of course, there's a balance there between, you know, putting in some excess capacity and not vastly over-designing uh, the network because then you're going to wind up with a very expensive solution that you don't really need. Um, so at the end of the day, kind of, you know, knowing that you have this, this five-year time frame, um, you know, it, it, you really need to understand how your network is currently being used and how you anticipate it is going to be used in this three, four, five-year time frame uh, before you're ready to go ahead and replace it with something else. You know, you kind of tapped into something there where you were you were saying, you know, you want you don't want to, you know, basically invest in something that you're not going to use, and you know that that's interesting because you know, it, and a company really needs to think about what applications it's going to be putting on the network because not all Wi-Fi solutions are going to be created equally. And there's like an element where the company needs to kind of marry, you know, how they're going to use it, what devices are going to be drawing on the network with, you know, exactly how much network strength, I guess, they need. Um, why is that really important to kind of do like like a comparison between you know, how the organization is going to be using the network and network needs? So it's another good question. The answer is, is that most of the vendors out in, in this space, um, especially that are offering SMB solutions, most of them actually don't come from the SMB world. Um, so they're either large enterprise vendors that have a scaled down product to try to, you know, lower the cost. Um, or they're from the consumer side and they're, they've offered a kind of a beefed up product that kind of, you know, to try to scale up for the sector. But in both cases, right, I'm taking a product that was really designed for a different environment, a different set of requirements, and I'm trying to force fit it into this, you know, SMB uh, regime. Um, and, and that tends not to work out so well. Um, you know, especially if you're taking a product from a large enterprise vendor. Um, they're going to have a lot of bells and whistles and excess features that you're you're not going to use and you're never going to use 
But by the way, you are paying for those, right, with the cost of every access point, uh, whether you're using those features or not. Um, so it, it's important that you, you go with a vendor that's really designed, that understands the need of, of the small medium business sector and is designed with that market segment in mind because otherwise you're paying for features that uh, you're never going to use. Or if you take it from the consumer end, right, and you kind of trying to scale up consumer products, then you might be lacking certain features um, that you maybe don't need today, but you know you might need six months, a year, two years from now. Um, you also want a vendor who's going to support their product. Um, you want a vendor who's going to be around uh, in five years. Um, so you want somebody who, who's established, who's got a track record, who's you know not going to be going away in six months because you might need firmware and feature updates and bug fixes and security fixes and so forth. Um, which is why, you know, especially in this market segment, of course, cost is always very important. You want a solution that's reasonably low cost. But that doesn't necessarily mean I want to go with the cheapest vendor that's out there. Uh, because, you know, a lot of costs for things like ongoing support and firmware upgrades, uh, things like that, you know, are built into, into that product. So there's a very careful balance there. So you mentioned, you know, vendors and, and you know, kind of choosing what vendors you, you work with. And we've been talking a lot about how, you know, these companies will lean on integration firms and consultants for expertise. But you also think, you know, understandably so, that it's important for them to lean on the right vendors for support. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so, you know, as, a, as an integrator um, starts scaling, right, if they're managing multiple businesses, right, you know, the way that they are going to be successful um, is by essentially kind of figuring out how to do, you know, the same type of network very well and then doing it over and over and over again, uh, which is why most integrators are now leaning towards you know, uh, specific vendors using ma centrally managed solutions um, because that helps them grow their own businesses. Um, and it, it helps them kind of create partnerships with, with the vendor or vendors that they're using um, so that they can get help uh, in areas where they, they need help. You know, a lot of, a lot of I, we talked in the beginning about, um, you know, the things to look for in an IT vendor. Um, you know, many vendors who, who may come from the audiovisual, you know, integrators who come from the audiovisual, you know, home entertainment world uh, or media um, or are used to doing wired networks, um, you know, quickly learn that, you know, maybe they're asked to kind of plug in Wi-Fi and if they're doing one or two access points, you can kind of just make it work by just plugging it in. As you start going to larger and larger networks, um, you know, you have to worry about how the APs are interfering with each other and making sure that the coverage is balanced and making sure that the capacity is balanced and all of, all of these types of factors. And so um, it's key for the integrator to be able to have a partnership uh, with the vendor that they're using so that they know how to optimally deploy and use the product. They know how to configure it. They're up to date with the latest, you know, firmware uh, features. They're up to date with the latest best practices of that vendor, um, and that you know they're they're engaging in you know services that the vendor will offer to be to, to help the, the integrator, such as 
uh, online training, such as actually on-site physical hands-on training with equipment, uh, predictive modeling. Uh, many vendors do predictive modeling services, uh, such as us. Uh, you know, and other kind of support services to help them so that when, when an integrator says, hey, I've come across this project and it's a little above and beyond what I've done before, the vendor can actually serve as a resource to help them kind of grow into that role. Well, along those lines, uh, Jason Hintensteiner from Ingenious Technologies, how would you like folks in the audience to get in touch with you? Uh, well, I'm certainly reachable through email through Ingenious, uh, so you can reach out through the Ingenious website. Um, I'm on LinkedIn at, at Jason Hintersteiner. Um, although if people really kind of want to engage, um, there's actually a very avid and large professional Wi-Fi community on Twitter, of all places. Uh, and I'm a, a very avid uh, poster on Twitter. Uh, my handle is uh, Emperor Wi-Fi, so I'm at Emperor Wi-Fi. Um, and if people want to reach out and they have questions about stuff that they want to you know, projects that they want to engage in or general questions about Wi-Fi, um, you know, they can feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. And, and there's a great community. Myself and other people are um, always happy to kind of help answer questions and kind of, you know, help kind of raise the bar and raise the, the level of awareness of the kind of the Wi-Fi solutions that are out there and the things that work and things that don't. Um, and, you know, to just kind of better educate the industry as a whole. Yeah, and I think it's something that the industry needs to be educated on as a whole. And this is a great topic of conversation. I was glad to get a chance to talk to you about this. So thanks, Jason from Ingenious Technologies for, for joining us for this Tech Decisions podcast. Oh, you're quite welcome. Anytime. Thank you for tuning in to my Tech Decisions podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood. You can find me at Blackwood Tweets. And if you want to find out more about Tech Decisions, head on over to techdecisions.co or follow us at My Tech Decisions. We'll see you next time.